0: It is a production. Assalaamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa my dear brothers, sisters, friends and the foes out there, and welcome to our very well overdue episode of the Blood Brothers Podcast with your host Didi Hussein and my co-host Aki Hussein warahmatullahi wa, wa and welcome to my home. Oh yeah. It's a different setting today, isn't it? It is a different setting. Since it feels a bit I like. think that people should know what you did to me, actually. What did I do to you? He called me and he said, Zoo, we need to come see you. I was like, Yeah, cool. Come through whenever. He said, this time okay. He said, Yeah. And then you've come through with Mossen, three cameras, two mics, and that's it. And before you know it, a brief conversation is turned into a podcast. And oh, is that a problem? No. Okay then <laughs> what's the point of raising it? Anyway, listen. Um now the we're even the settings look nice. It looks sick, bro. <laughs> MTV quiz. So I think you I think like, this could be like our new setting, especially it's an, the first episode after two months Yes, absolutely, yeah, excited about that Really? I am genuinely, I'm excited that it's, you know this um, That we've got no guests Episode 56 with Our Dads part 2 yeah. was supposed to be the yeah. first podcast at mine yeah. But uh, my girl fell ill and like, Alhamdulillah Hilda I mean, so that, But that's why my brother Our Dads, he would have been welcome to my home to have the first podcast here because you only do podcasts for like. Uh, but part three, my blue, brother. With blue tickers and rap. Part three will be here. You don't, you don't really care about. And congratulations on the birth of your boy as well, Alhamdulillah. Girl, girl, we could see up. Okay. And alhamdulillah, congratulations on the birth of your girl as well. Anyway, what was I going to? But say? no, but I was completely ignoring what you were saying before. In the back, in the background, you were saying I only do podcasts with celebrities and blue tickers, and that's not true. We can go through the podcasts of the people who I've done with, who who, who guests who may not fall into that category. Now you're more committed in the early days, like season one, you're more committed then. Yeah, life changed after that as well. And we can talk about life. Yeah. But, but today we have no guests. Today is about <clears throat> how long me and you can speak. Today today everyone is my guest. Okay. Well, you like cool. that one, yeah? I like that one. So basically today is about how long me and you can speak in front of a camera to get sick of the sound of our voices. Well, I don't think that's going to happen too soon we literally live in each other's pockets so <laughs> okay so why haven't we done any podcasts in two months the last one we did was just, the last one i did was i'll was answer the question but you have to answer the same question as well then yeah Obviously. because i've not seen you on any podcast in those two months even but <laughs> no no the, so for me my reasons would be so what was the last podcast that i did it was with our beloved brother moss in here wasn't it yep it was the uh, And what month was that it was the two sure, year Surely it was in 2021. Yeah, it was. It was the two year anniversary. So, what's in, in May, what, was was in it what in May episode, then? What's in what episode was it? Let me just find
1: out. When well, what, our uh, anniversary
0: no. date is May, isn't it? Mm. No, I'll tell you exactly when it was. It was two year, the two year anniversary three months ago in May. Yeah, May. Okay. So. Well, wh- what would you release that till later? I think about six weeks went past or something. You think so? Yeah. And then what have you done after that? I've done quite a few I've done Sheikh Yasser Qadhi I've done hijab Okay I've, yeah you went on a big run then I, I, I did uh, Sheikh Salman Mangani So, so but yeah it's been two months isn't it May It's been 2 months in it it has been 2 months and um, The only thing I'll put it down to my brother is my brother and sisters and viewers and everyone is It's just commitment mm. Outside of the podcast So work and Why are you wearing shades indoors by the way? Because I'm just I'm vibing right now I'm feeling good You're, you're a guest in my home my rules. I okay. I've got some spare shades if you want to bang on to be honest. Nah, I'm alright man. I'm all right. So you're gonna you're saying? Yeah, so um yeah, so work. But you know, my work is was very demanding. Um What about now? In a different way, it is. And we could talk about that a little bit as well. I think the biggest, most demanding part of my current job that I'm doing the most is you. You're the most demanding part of my new job. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, and then when and when I was available, there wasn't necessarily a podcast that we could do. And when there was a podcast that we could do with a guest, I wasn't available, and that's, just, and that's the truth. Okay. Um, I think in, in, in the truth be told is that a much-needed break was needed. I think sometimes when you're churning out uh, podcasts, and if you actually divide it by the duration since the release of the first episode on May the 24th, 2020, no, mm-hmm. 2019. Yeah, yeah. If you if you measure it from that point onward to how many episodes we've released, we're doing averaging around three to four a month, even with this long stint. Okay, because we had a period, we've had periods where we've been quite frequent. We've done like maybe one a week. We've done more than that. There's there's been times. No, no. Our, our general default is we churn out more episodes than, than we don't, mm. uh, seven to ten days. <coughs> uh, but we, obviously we've had a long break. I need a break. I'm quite exhausted, man. And um, you seem you seem like you're still quite exhausted in a different way. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm exhausted because I've had a long day today. But exhausted in terms of I just needed a break from podcasts. Yeah. Um. Also, so, you know, we have had a two year pandemic. Um. I I wasn't really feeling guests in the UK having them over Skype. I was like, why am I doing this? I wasn't yeah. No, that was a big bummer. I think the biggest the biggest kind of blow to the to the Blood Brothers was COVID in terms of how it changed how we do podcasts. Hundred percent. And it just it's just it was just, it's just clunky. It's just not the same. Having guests in the flesh is so much nicer. Don't we, don't, don't People don't, feel more comfortable. You get to know each other more as well. In the first, we really do that. In the first lockdown mm. it wasn't bad because we banged out. We had like entire <coughs> COVID series. Yeah, and and I guess it was in some ways interesting doing podcasts in a different way because we had because the situation forced us to. But do you think it's just? Do you, in my case, I ask myself, have I just been lazy, or is it? that I've genuinely... Well, I think it's fair to say there's an element of being lazy in this for both of us. An element of it will be procrastination. Mm. Um, But then the the excuses and justification would be that we've been busy doing some other things that needed to be done at some point. Okay. I think this break could have been longer. I think we have forced ourselves. We've spoken Mm. about it on and off throughout this two-month period. Yeah, I mean, I I guess we've been... It's not as if we've been twiddling our thumbs and doing nothing the last two months. Hmm. Um, We started up a a little family business, a a side hustle kind of thing. It's something that that me and Bai previously have done on and off in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's obviously trading cars. Yeah. Um, And obviously we're getting the ball rolling. I'm getting the kind of infrastructure ready in place uh, for it to be a functioning business. And um, which an argue already is yeah, Alhamdulillah uh, Huge improvements and growth still to be made But with you know help and advice from our brothers Who are currently in the trade Absolutely you know, Big up to Nas Big up to Jimmy Big up to all the brothers in the trade Helping us Big up to all the uh, brothers Advising us give it to, Big up to who? Big up to all the brothers Yeah 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 All the brothers Alhamdulillah um, And the fact that so many men In the town In the area do it And are surviving and thriving And making a halal income from it Alhamdulillah how long man. may it continue May it increase for them I mean I mean, I mean And Britain's obviously It's is ripe for the car trade In the sense that Per household I think we have one of the highest number of cars Per household And for a small area From a small land mass um, Land mass, Land span Wherever it is We have a big population Yeah and England England just has a lot of cars on the road mm. It's constantly having work on its roads Because mm. of cars Road tax isn't going anywhere Yeah um, there's so many laws and policies around driving. Mm. Of course, the, ma- the market for cars in, 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 in the UK is humongous. I guess uh, yeah. So obviously we've been busy trading cars. Uh, I know the the, the the name's jokes because uh, it came from Bedford Auto Cars, which means Bedford Cars Cars. Unless you're focusing on just o- automatic cars. Yeah, which we kind inadvertently apart. happened, but. Yeah But anyway but With regards to why we've been trading Or what I've been trading is because obviously <coughs> Money to make a livelihood Isn't it bro And I have always been Kind of firm upon the fact that I don't think Dawah Or Muslim community related Affairs Should be your main Let alone Sole source of income mm. And there's various reasons for that bro It's because Sometimes when you're When your livelihood is based on Public income You know Public wealth yeah, yeah. And giving you people supporting. You. Yeah, people supporting you. It, it can compromise you, in terms of how you are as a person, how real and true you stay to your principles, your values. Sometimes mm-hmm. you may feel censored. Sometimes you feel even you have to censor your own behavior. Where if you were a normal person, some things would be accepted and seen as a norm, and other times you wouldn't. Various things to do yeah. with dawah. Yeah, being, I hear you. And we're not talking, you know, like. It comes with certain impressions yeah. And certain and, and yeah. so and, and, so uh, feelings So I think So I've thought, I know many du'at And mashaykh And, and, and brothers and sisters um, Who have side hustles Or main hustles And whatever they do Just, for. Or I would argue work Yeah What I mean, they do to earn money Yeah But I think I era um, you know One of my former employees And you know One of the greatest And you know Mel accepted from the One of the greatest In terms of the modern aspect Of dawah mm-hmm. They I mean, they, they, were, they were quite Revolutionary In the sense of Paying to art And people who work in the dawah Stable incomes So They don't Have to Go and Out there to so work They could, they could de- focus They could focus And dedicate can, and dedicate, and dedicate themselves Because what they're good at yeah. yeah So But at the same time I do believe That if you're in that line of work, whether it's dawah or activism or whatever uh, overlaps there are in those two things or Muslim community related issues, yeah, taking a salary from that, it there's a lot of accountability to it, bro. And and and, and, there's, a, and there's a lot of pressures, and, there, and there's and there's always a lack of security. There you go, that's why I was there's always a lack of security. All Muslim organizations, those affiliated to Muslim organizations, they're going to watch this podcast and they know. That Ramadan is that critical time Where you need to replenish that wealth mm-hmm. Yeah Replenish those That income that you need For people's salaries And overheads And rent And all other um, Marketing All kind of related costs And it's that insecurity Of knowing that You know y- y- You're okay this year What happens next year And so forth Yeah And I believe the art And, and mashaykh And you know and, and people And alimas They should have a, a side hustle something They should have something Where they're making an income Which is not related to Absolutely related Everyone to should and, and it reminds me Of the time When Abu Bakr al-Dilan He became a Khalifa And Umar al Khattab Came Because people were asking About his whereabouts They went to his house That's right And you know They found him in the marketplace With mm-hmm. Tijara trading And then Abu Bakr Umar said to him You know Ya Khalifa What are you doing here Um, You know, the people, you have to attend to their affairs. And he explained to him uh, the economic and financial situation of his family's needs. Um, Then he took a pay rise. And then I think that a similar matter happened again. Mm -hmm. And he was found in the marketplace again. And he took another pay rise uh, upon what the people and the shura, uh, another sahaba, agreed upon. But the fact is that he had to go and trade to survive. And sometimes... And there are many examples like that from our tradition where, where working physically doing work and trade and some type of work mm. to make money mm. um there's many examples of like of that throughout our history yeah i mean of muslim men and women having to Having to work to earn money Yeah 100% But they had many other responsibilities as well 100 and I remember, And I remember even that Recall that, that particular incident <coughs> When Nambur Akarul Had to take a pay rise He actually stipulated The specific needs of his family Even to the proportion of food and meat I believe mm-hmm. So that also means that If we have a particular type of life That we like living and we feel that we can work to live within that means, certain luxuries that perhaps if you're in the dawah, it seems a bit like raw, oh, maybe you shouldn't be having them kind of luxuries because luxuries is generally associated with dunya and dunya is associated with material, materialism and attachment, them kind of connotations. Distraction. But the fact of the matter is, man, so as long as the income is halal and you're, it's, you're not done it out of pride and extravagance, you can have nice things. So I just think that what I'm essentially saying here Is that you need a source of income If you're in the and activism That is independent of that Because you may want to live a particular life That that line of work May not be ethical to be You're funded. talking about this a so lot like, Is there something on your mind? Something bugging you? Someone said something? No, I'm just talking about the fact That obviously when we're trading We're seeing a lot but of locals Sure no, because, like, because personally I don't see it as I feel like you're Preaching to the converted in Who's terms of the way you're saying it to me, in terms of like, Mostly, I, I'm, I'm preaching to converted? All I'm saying here, I'm totally, I'm totally, I think I'm saying something quite simple here, bro. No, you are, but I'm saying that, like, you seem pressed, like, someone said something. No, it's not pressed, Well, that isn't. It's just like, no, it's just the fact that I'm just saying that Muslim men and women. Do you think there's people out there who don't get it? Yeah, 100%. Really? 100%. And what do you say to there's those two people. types of people? Let me hear me out there's two types of people. There's one type of people that believe that. They have an entitlement to the ummah as well for the work that they do for the sake of Islam. That's wrong, right? Yeah. So that's one camp. The other camp is that you should never take a penny and do everything fee sabilillah. Those are the two extremes. What mm-hmm. I'm trying to say to you and what I'm presenting, or trying to articulate before you start going on a psychological one, bro. No, I'm just like curious. Like, like I'm going for some therapy or something. It's just that I'm saying that if you're in that line of work, try have a source of income which is independent of that. Try some halal hustling, it's, it's good for man. Yeah, that's what man, you know, we dabble in certain types of watches. I had a stint with Bitcoin, which was, you know, it was quite decent for about two, two and a half years. You know, the, two, the 2017 December verge dump for serious. Bitcoin came a strong comeback, man benefited from that. Yeah, just Bitcoin, you know, cars. So, what I'm saying is have a hustle. That's what I'm saying. And obviously, when, because we're back. In the hood, back in the town, we're trading. We're seeing a lot more locals, brothers we grew up with, they follow our podcast. So they think, Rah, why are you, man? How come you, man, are trading it when you're doing podcasts and you're doing five pillars and you're lecturing and you're at unis and you're at protests giving talks and them kind of things? And I'm just like, them things don't pay bills, them things don't support a family. Also, we don't want them things to pay bills and 100% and to support families. 100%. We have others, we have, we have. Other skills and means to make money another way. Yeah. To supplement what we want. Yeah, yeah. No, I think no. this all ties in. I hate how you did what you did earlier. Like like I'm trying to like, get some. It <coughs> ties in why man ain't doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. Or, or have been somewhat uh, tied up in other areas. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. So obviously when you see locals, brothers whom we love, we grew up with our people, right? Uh, good, bad and ugly of all stripes and colours. When we see them. And they ask and they watch our podcast, they inquire, it, Right, you like trading. I want a full-time thing. What's going on? So mm. you just tell them that those things will carry on, inshallah. So as long as there's a need for man's contribution, you'll see me there. But man need to have some kind of source of income. And that's cool because even in the very initial formative years, what happened to 2016-17, the work for Five Pillars was done for Diddley Squat. Alhamdulillah but May Allah accept that Very meager contribution For what me and Roshan Both did mm. That's why man worked As a taxi controller Already discussed In a previous uh, episode uh, Man worked at Had at Press TV In Al Jazeera Had uh, worked at IERA Dio Valente solicitors Man had other income Just that That was office work And that's trading So The thing is When you need an income bro You need to do What you need to do And sometimes Things as passionate And enjoyable as podcasts Have to take a back burner and we like motors, hmm? we yeah, like but motors yeah. But sure that's going to change. now we are back. We are back in the scene, and inshallah, we're going to have more podcasts. I know more since even like he'd been like bored and like saying like trying to get me on it, and um, yeah, <laughs> we were never ever going to stop. We just of needed, course just needed a break. Yeah, this, it honest. was inevitable. This was inevitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on on on, on the issue of like we were talking about. I d- we things can't. that we, 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 in these two months we've not been doing podcasts we've certainly been talking a lot yeah so <laughs> one of the things that I definitely want to talk about very briefly because uh, I haven't done so in a camera uh, in an episode or on Roshan's show anything on that capacity or even on Insta for that matter is the advancement and now the uh, taking over of the Taliban in Afghanistan that last month they were making a huge, significant swathes of, of advancement, taking over province after province, uh, many without even a single shot fired, unless they were ones that were celebratory, ones that then killed someone on the way down. That also happens. Mm. But they've taken Afghanistan. And um, the manner in which the US exited uh, will forever be remembered uh, as yet another... Uh, Unsuccessful and defeated empire Um, Others would argue Well no they did the damage That they had to do They colonised that part of that country And that region for a good part of two decades And when they realised that the harm Outweighed the benefit They blurted And they didn't really care about anyone Who seemed allies at the time Uh, We even think about the Taliban Well not very well put really In terms of when When you weigh it up the harm did out- outweigh the benefit, <coughs> and that's how generally There was. Po- no more interest there for America, um, n- n- not in that meaningful military way. Uh, absolutely, um, they'd run it dry. Um, it was. It became it was becoming a burden, but they got clawed. And and yeah, and of course, absolutely. I and mean, let's, was, I mean, let's and let's not also take that away. And just from continuous L's, just constant y- L's y- in y- Afghanistan. I mean, I mean, I mean. I know some people like play the numbers game. I know some people like playing the numbers game where like, there's how many people Afghans were killed or militants were killed or whatever the terminology is and this: how many of our soldiers killed we have to know how many came out with PTSD and felt suicidal how many of them came back were never the same people ever again how many of them came back disfigured and remembered so was it worth it when you're now when you've got s- senior British security officials now saying maybe it's wrong to describe the Taliban as an enemy. Mm. Maybe they deserve a chance. You're welcome yeah. yeah. Isn't this what happened with the Good Friday Agreement where you had to acknowledge that the IRA, that murked off Mountbatten and bombed up the Tory conference that you're going to now talk about them and make peace. That's happening with Taliban, right? So it's crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely insane. And, um, and seeing it unfold mm. on the news... All over world news on, Slapped around Every single TV station Radio everything yeah. It's just, it's just it Seems like a Surreal I mean it's crazy also How, how the, the tone has changed Yeah How the language has changed I mean I'll And sh- how quickly Things can change When it suits your interest I mean let's also make it Very clear for our viewers That we're not That politically naive To think that this all Happened Independently Without The kind of uh, Real politicking And soft Diplomacy And discussion the, And discussion Of the likes of Qatar key player in this, perhaps one of the most key strategic player in the Taliban's takeover in terms of the political, um, you know, peace deal that took place. Um, Then there's also the fact that we know that Pakistan has played a key role. China will be playing a key role in the rebuilding of Afghanistan. We know there are huge players that don't necessarily have the best interests of Islam and Muslims at heart at play to make, perhaps facilitate to some degree what's happened. In Afghanistan But the western coverage of it The western media's coverage of it mm-hmm. Hasn't been short of a bloody joke <laughs> Wallahi The coverage of you know, you know We already know that The, the British media and, and by extension The global western media their, their their propaganda Against Islam and Muslims Is so ridiculous But with the Taliban They went, went full insane Literally just making lies up Yeah It was, yeah? Like, it was like watching um, Fox On steroids It was ridiculous And the thing is No one is disputing That there will be aspects and elements, especially in the past and perhaps even now recent, of the Taliban's governance, the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan's governance, which constituencies and aspects of Afghan society would not like. It is not the type of governance that they sought or supported. But you have to accept that the Pashtuns, which is what mainly makes up the Taliban movement, even though they've got other minority groups as part of the group's movement, Mm -hmm. they are the majority of the people there. These are the sons of that land These are not people Because people like saying it sometimes Oh, outsiders have bought an alien version of Islam No, these are your people They are already Their families have lived here their whole lives They are the indigenous people of that land And their version of Islam Right? Who I believe that even people who are pro-Sharia Or would regard themselves as I don't like this term, political Islamist Whatever it may be That you may not like their interpretation of Sharia because it's harsh. Because it's harsh, or aspects of it is harsh or disproportionate. But the fact is that them man, the Taliban, believe that for that version is appropriate for that land, and anyone who has any kind of cursory understanding of civilizations and empires would know that within a single state or an empire or, or a land or a region where the cities are more urban and cosmopolitan and metropolitan, the laws are more laxed in terms of its general day-to-day life because there's so many people and there's so many a mix and diversity of people. And you know that tribal societies tend to be very different to that. And you'd have that within one civilization. What do you think? No, I agree with you 100%. I just think... Um uh, Afghanistan is, is is very unique in terms of how much of a uh, a pain and a and, a, and a, a block it's been for many empires, have, centuries for, for many many years, thousands of years. Yeah, yeah, and and we're seeing the modern version of how failed empires Two. and, and allies too, um, uh, how they react and how they respond to their failure. Mm. So the Taliban taking control over. Afghanistan, and seeing how B- British and American media cover that has just been it just it's been so funny, it's and then, and and how Taliban has evolved as well actually mm-hmm. in, and, in light of this. And you know, I just want to put like, the kind of the, the kind of like fact based political teas in place. Let's make it clear that whilst the US and its allies argued that the invasion of Afghanistan was in retaliation for them refusing to give Bin Laden up and hosting who they believed was. Uh, the perpetrator of the 9-11 attacks, Afghanistan and the Taliban government at the time said, you give us the evidence that OBL did it, we will try him in the Islamic courts, and if we find him guilty, we will hand him over to you or try him according to Sharia here. Yeah? Let's also put a few other T's and C's. The Taliban themselves have kind of come out and said that they are constituencies of our young soldiers Mm-hmm. Uh, who are newly formed warriors and defenders that have joined our movement. These these men don't have any experience in running societies and governments, Mm -hmm. let alone local markets and stuff like that. So they will be harsh. They will be brutal. Some of these things lead to transgression and oppression. And they said that they will be trained and those who are seen to carry on doing it will be punished. I just feel that the Taliban... Like any other group or movement or organisation Will have its faults Will have its interpretation of Islam and the Sharia Which others will disagree with That's just a given with literally every Muslim organisation And Jama'at and group that's out there Yeah, No one has such a pristine reputation That they are not seen as having some kind of error or fault In some interpretation or implementation or something True? Yeah you're saying a lot So um, but, uh, but, uh, but I yapping on a lot? Yeah a lot but, uh, but, uh, no, sir, I, Am but, I yapping bears? Yeah I've not spoken about these things for time bro but I agree with you I agree with you that um the Taliban is getting a lot of coverage yeah they're having a lot of people speak they're yeah. having a lot of their learned articulate brothers speak English to oh. in English to to argue the case of Taliban um, and to describe and explain how they uh, plan mm. to rule Afghanistan and that's an, an opportunity that Taliban wasn't really offered before I think they've be, definitely become more savvy. A way more savvy Way more organised Way more professional mm. and, and And what you'd expect really From uh, From a group that's seriously Trying to go- govern a country I'm going to say something as well Yeah look If there's I know we have We do have non-Muslim viewers And listeners We know that Because we receive emails And DMs and messages From well-wishers And critics alike um, If you're wondering Why You know The Taliban has taken over And why The UK government Being a key ally Or jockey of the US um, decided to leave Afghanistan in the manner that it did, know that a deal has already been made. There's been a level of defeat that's already been accepted. There's been a compromise that's already been made. So you being in uproar, you being in uproar makes no difference. The people, the movers and shakers of society have already made a deal. They're done. The Taliban are here. They're going to take over. These, the, 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 you've got MI5 security officials saying we shouldn't really be calling them enemies anymore. You know Maybe it's too early To call them enemies Yeah the Taliban have become The so, Taliban so, so what you see now Is So what you see now There's a mass frenzy now Of making this all About women's rights mm. Right Now let's talk about this Because we had a very Brief conversation after. Let's have it on camera now Go on, We said that If we lived in Afghanistan Under the Taliban With our women folk uh, We would struggle And they would struggle Yeah But then people need to be quiet People need to just Just take a chill And realise that You can't just Forklift people From their Their environment And lift them there And say Oh since you lot uh, Are sympathisers Or defenders Or trying to justify Or whatever Why don't you lot live there Don't ask Don't make such stupid comments Look Absolutely And and Stop it And here's a more relatable Or simple way to put it Yeah Let's say you have There's certain Muslims Who have certain relatives Or cousins Or family members Who are more strict Muslims Than them they don't like being around them very much. They don't like chilling with them too much. They don't like just being spending too much time with them because they find their strictness and their level of Islam difficult to be around or to keep up with. Mm. So now, that's an that's everyday reality for a lot of Muslims, I imagine. They have certain friends or friends of friends or relatives or family members that are just more Islamic and them, more practicing, more strict mm. in their version of Islam and it's difficult for them to... Now, where's that? Where's Taliban? Mm. <laughs> Taliban is going to be even more difficult now, no, but, but because the country's different now. Okay. What you're used to is different now. Okay. Let me let me ask you a question, bro. Yeah, I know we don't really have, you know, you know, we have certain uh, level of knowledge and information about certain parts of the country. What do you think of what I said there? Though, do, do no make sense? Do you understand no, no, that? Of course, I agree with you. It was it was a great analogy. But what I want to ask you: Is this? Don't you believe that? Would it be fair to say that their whatever their version of Sharia is, that it's alien to the people of Afghanistan? It's probably what they're more. Accustomed to Than my version of Islam And your version of Islam Exactly They're going to think My version of your version is, 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 is very progressive And modern to theirs Now naturally Naturally Like the vast majority If not every single 57 Muslim majority Secular nation countries There are strong constituencies Who are secular And don't like religion Yeah So um, so, so, so Afghanistan in that regard Is no different it has elements of its society which liked the USSR rule. There were elements of its society which did not mind the occupation of America. Mm-hmm. There are elements of um, Afghan society who are also practicing on God fearing and love Sharia, but don't agree with the Taliban's interpretation of Sharia. Yeah. Do you understand? So, but I think to say that it's alien, people are literally they're, they're trying to mock. No, but that's humans. just a lie. Isn't yeah, it? it's just a lie. Man. To say that the to say that the, the the local people of Afghanistan yeah. find Taliban's version of Islam alien to them, and and, and like. This version of Islam That is like They've never seen it Never heard A likeness to I I hate to make The comparison ISIS Mm. Yeah The likeness of their level Of kind of Ferocious Islam Is like that of Absolutely not The people who The the members of Taliban Are from the people Mm. Their relatives are the people you see in television. The Pashtun people from those, that land. didn't they? the fathers and forefathers were Mujahideen. Who have, who those people the market selling shoes and clothes and food mm. are their uncles mm. and, and their and fathers tribesmen, and, tribesmen. and tribesmen and relatives. Yes. Yeah, so, so, I mean, look, a lot. They be have be the same Islam, look, really. Look, a lot. A lot can be said in fair critique of the Taliban, right? Uh, in terms of access to women's education. What that education is What the framework and remit of that is um, Access to women in employment And the yeah. civil service Something which we know That previous Islamic civilizations That thrived for much longer allowed Yeah, yeah. Um, You know um, I mean just uh, The most the, the most commonly cited one Is the one of Umar um- ibn Khattab uh, Who You know um, Appointed a woman Officer in the markets Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we had under the Ottoman state, various female scholars uh, and, and judges. No, that's fine. You're here in spirit. So I guess I'm speaking to the to the cameras. So in that regard, there's genuine fair criticisms of the Taliban or you know expectations that people will be watching to see what they will deliver. But to say that their Sharia is alien, you know, it's something that the people of Afghanistan have never heard of or seen of, you know, to, to say that the, the the niqab or the burqa or, or you know the, the full veil or the or the jilbab or whatever it may be, that these kind of dress sense is alien to Afghanistan, I think would be at best uh, an unfair and untrue representation or distortion of uh, the reality and the historical reality of Afghanistan and at worst outright propaganda. Um, but whilst we wait for Aki to come back... Um, there was a tweet which Mehdi Hassan, uh, you know, someone who I respect greatly in terms of his uh, political commentary, his style of, of being an anchor, and so forth, that he tweeted when the whole kind of Taliban takeover was happening that the Taliban's Sharia isn't the Sharia for most of us or all of us, something along those lines. I don't remember it verbatim, but basically, Mehdi Hassan said, whatever the Sharia the Taliban are propagating, That's not the Sharia for most of us or all of us. And I had to pull him up and I said that, look, the same can be said for your Sharia, especially you because you're a Shia. And even within the Shia, you, you are a part of a minority group. You understand? So immediately by default, your Sharia is certainly not our type of Sharia. The Taliban will, whether you like to admit it or not, they will somehow root back their governance and its source roots to the Quran, the Sunnah, uh the Ijma of the sahaba and they are of the Hanafi school of thought and i believe they are maturidi in creed so naturally whatever islam that they and, and and as hanafis they will also incorporate urf um societal norms and values or social norms and customs mm. yeah, as part of their governance so of course a Muslim that's living outside of Afghanistan, or even living outside of the cosmopolitan aspects of um, in, um, live inside the cosmopolitan aspects, urban areas of, yeah. and will struggle with that aspect. So yeah, I like think that's, that's just how the, the, the Taliban's uh, Islamic and Jewish public positions are grounded on text, based on text, it's the, the, their their opinions based on Islamic text. So whoever you want fi- call- it's fine if you don't agree with it. It's fine if you think it's a strict. Look, scholars used to always disagree with each other and say this scholar's opinion is more strict. His version of Islam is more strict. That's fine, but you can't say it's alien or it's not based on Islam. Yeah, you can't. That's but, it. Because if you're saying that, you're lying. Yeah, yeah, and you're lying. And, and I think someone who fears Allah uh-huh, also have some discretion about people making mistakes. Hundred percent. And you have to understand that. No, no. But I also want to address the kind of oh, these are just a bunch of and mulvis running the country. Yeah, that's just that no. is just that is the most <laughs> blase kind of like ignorant, <laughs> arrogant statement you can make because. Yeah, because because these are these are men and young men and old men and uh, and a community who have dedicated their entire lives to defend their land, to defend their women, to defend their children, mm. and to defend Islam. So to say that they're just <sighs> they're just farmers and stuff, it's just like throwing shade on what person someone does for their work. I also want to just just want, before we move on from Afghanistan, because I think uh, that's a topic that we can talk. And, I, and and I feel, may Allah forgive me and Five pillars. it's it's an, it's an area of the Muslim world that we didn't give as much coverage as much as we can, but because there was such a diversity of views and opinions on what was happening on the ground, sometimes it's difficult to try and get an authentic view on this matter. Uh, But that was a shortcoming on our part. But just on the issue of Afghanistan, before I move on, I want to make it clear that, look, the Taliban, like hundreds of Muslim organizations and movements that seek power or have assumed power or are in that game of power, in ruling states and nations mm. or, or 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 trying to attain power, there it will be based on an ijtihad that they have adopted. It will be based on something that the group has adopted and they stand by it to be the closest and the truthest to what is most pleasing to Allah, would you agree? Yeah, and people will disagree with that. And with the possibility, if they're true and sincere, with the possibility that we could be wrong. But yeah. we but we believe this to be our position and so people, And people will believe they're wrong. Now if you now to to label them anything other than, you know, they will make mistakes. They have made mistakes. They themselves have admitted to mistakes. They have, you know, so... so, so, so The the people who are judging and labeling them have also made mistakes. Exactly. So I think if the West, and in terms of its string pullers, are openly giving the Taliban a chance, right? And even though they are not our teachers and we don't follow them, you should at least... See out what happens in Afghanistan the next course of the next six to twelve months. I think is <laughs> important, and do not also be surprised that sanctions and economic hardships will be implemented and imposed on Afghanistan to make it look like Taliban is. Afghanistan cumbering. isn't occupied anymore. In just, just the, the the brothers and sisters need to understand that oh, Afghanistan was occupied by unbelieving state and its military for many years. It's, that's not the case anymore That's a reason to rejoice mm. A Muslim country Has been liberated mm. By its own people Is everyone okay mm. so, so just on like, that like, one, like, like do, you get, do you get it? Look Taliban 100% Taliban will make mistakes um, They are the, the, Like every other group And party And movements Who have assumed power And try to Or have claimed Or have sought to Implement Whatever they believe Is the Sharia Or aspects of it They will make mistakes um, Just be just in, the, in your criticism of them That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying just be just be just of your criticism of them, yeah, um next thing I wanted to discuss was vaccine, bro obviously, since we had this two month uh, little break One month. we went we took a little break to Madeira, and uh, we could get to Madeira in a bit, but on the issue of vaccine mm. um like you're quite a you're quite a serious skeptic of many things, yeah but you were cool with the vaccine, yeah, why is that because the research and the evidence from the experts and that was published and that was transparent and that was backed by like i said research showed that the vac- taking the vaccine is the best thing to do to protect yourself from serious illness hospitalization and death i mean i don't want to delve too much into God the whole, yeah. yeah i don't to, i don't want to delve too much into the vaccine debate and five pillars and both Roshan and i have received uh, a fair amount of criticism for not playing uh, for, for, for being too um, On the fence No The other way be, Positive be, not being too status quo Oh really Yeah just being too status quo But people need to understand this Look What's the alternative? The alternative is Obviously to question the vaccine Its ingredients How quick it was rushed out To not understand the full nature Of the damage that it will do to people that, Who take it That's obviously those arguments But let me I just want to say one thing I find it difficult How an ummah who believe that there is a cure for every illness as per the prophetic statement mm-hmm. would have such mass skepticism over the vaccine. Number two, I find it difficult. that I'm In ob- light of a global pandemic. In light of a global pandemic where hundreds and thousands. Has it gone over a million yet? Of course it's gone over a million. Yes. It was g- where like the reason, why the, the reason why the world was rushing to make a vaccine Is because it was A global pandemic During a global pandemic That's what you should do If you have the resources Don't you think? Yeah yeah. No, I'm just trying to get The global gov- go- COVID deaths uh, The number What's the death toll on this? Yo it's not even Cases Deaths 4.55 million people Have died from coronavirus Yeah 4.5 million people Yeah so, so, le- so let me just box A few things off Within that figure There's gonna be Bare people And bare numbers Where it's not accurate their, their deaths were maybe not corrected properly For example This whole kind of thing That if you were tested positive And you died within 28 days Like you were run over of a bus Let's say it was 3 million people Let's say one and a half were blacked Yeah, yeah? Say a lot of people it's Three 3 million people But a million people is a lot of people but, but look Let's just put that aside I, w- I want to clarify a few things first About the vaccine Yeah, Obviously we've discussed it with uh, Dr. Abdul Wahid Dr. Saima Iqbal um, Dr. Patel We've had the good professor from uh, Canada. Kate Shamrani. Yeah. We, oh God, yeah. Kate Shumrani, We had Kate Shamrani. No, not, that's not fair. Kate, it was wonderful having you on. But we had Kate Shamrani on. We have other people who question the vaccine, were pro the vaccine and so forth. As the people who believe in Maslaha and mafsada, right? Genuine cases of harm and benefit for the preservation of things like your life. I think the... <laughs> Having the <laughs> vaccine, o- and the benefits of it overwhelmingly outweighs the 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 benefit outweighs the harm. When the world virologists come together mm. and experts in in in, in <laughs> vaccines come together to react to a global pandemic to make a vaccine, uh, you should take the vaccine because it's a global pandemic. And and look, considering that hundreds of millions of people have now probably been vaccinated up here, yeah? the reaction from it, whether it be blood clots or other kind of adverse reactions, it would be significantly more now, if you want to delve into that black hole of, well, what if they're hiding it? We don't really know. Then we, we will never truly know what's going on with figures and statistics. You can say anything. I can say anything. Right we now. can say anything and it can mean anything. I can say, but I can say I've gone stronger. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say to you is, there is this kind of wormhole or black hole. Like If you start going down that line, oh, well, how do we know that people have been uh, fine and, and that they've not hidden re- uh, uh, you know, reactions and bad they reactions? Find out, then. Okay, so let's put that argument aside. No one is saying... The likes of AstraZeneca was known to have a blood clot issue, so therefore, Europe, many European countries, stopped yeah. issuing it out. Then they done f- other checks and then allowed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one is saying that you know it's not conclusive. Even though NHS and Public Health England are saying that pregnant women should take it, yeah, and we still stand by that line that uh, Public Health England NHS whatever they say, just do it. Yeah, I think it was Pfizer specifically. The video's gonna get banned. I think Pfizer specifically came out and said, it. I'm not sure about all of the vaccines in the UK. Okay. Might well, be, but I think there'd be a COVID-19 NHS public health yeah. link here at the know, bottom. Like, you go yeah, to just that. Yeah? Just listen to the local authority. Yeah. Okay. Thank well, yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't look. know what age you are. If you're 66 months. Yeah. Look, no, look. no, let's, no, let's, let's get back to some seriousness here. Look yeah. Uh, vaccine skepticism. There's many genuine and, and legitimate arguments there. But I think what I'm hearing of late is, is 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 like come on, Yanni, Why are you saying things like oh usually vaccines take three to five years, possibly longer, and there's a whole kind of very vigorous process of checks and 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 all the Yeah, that's because the world virologists came together. It was a global effort. And and, and the and the hit, and, and the urgency of the matter made them deliver what they did and there'll be, you know, version one, twos and threes. There will be. And they'll work to improve it. Listen, if if it was if it was as sometime, bad, sometimes if it takes yeah a quality, well-tested vaccine three to five years in development before it's ready to be used, yeah, but that's then, isn't it? What if things change? What if they're able to do things quicker now because they're pushed, because they're under pressure, because they're under stress, because it's a global pandemic, because it's more money, because, because because nations and states are throwing money at the at the healthcare systems. I think it's I think it's also wrong. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't want to totally. You know, totally take out brothers and sisters and and good, sincere people who who, who are uh, sceptical about the vaccine. Look, no one is saying uh, that taking the COVID-19 vaccine, whichever one it is, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, whichever other ones they are, yeah, that it's going to stop you from ever getting COVID again. That if you do get it, that you can't spread it. As far as I'm aware, it's all about decreasing hospitalisation. Because once you get to hospital Well they say Serious illness, hospitalisation and death Yeah, so when them ventilators ventilators come out You know that's bad news They're saying that if we can prevent you from even getting to that stage That's still a W They're they're saying preventing hospitalisation and So there's no need, you could be treated at home Yeah, so look, anyway In short The government and the establishment And especially those in the healthcare uh, professional industry Need to understand that scepticism uh, and question the establishment is absolutely the, the reason for people's people's you know deeper reason for questioning it is legitimate. Absolutely when you have the likes of Tory ministers making billions yeah. of um uh, PPE and, and and other and literally rinsed and and, and, and milked it's criminal yeah, criminal yeah. crooks criminal crooks throughout the entire pandemic yeah <laughs> you're a crook why'd you have to do that for it's a good one It just sticks and catches it But yeah. nevertheless it' it's relevant Look These men have rinsed The PP And every other possible um, You know uh, Consumer industry That they could benefit from doing the Where pandemic Where there was a way For them to make money As they a did result it. of COVID Yes they 100% they, broke they linked their boys and, and they linked their families And they, and they, they broke linked the laws. their and they broke Baby mums And they linked everyone They broke the laws They were having They were, having, they were doing hanky pankies In the freaking Downing Street They were getting up to all sorts So the point here is the reason for questioning government, especially the Tory government, is absolutely genuine and absolutely <laughs> legitimate. 100%. <Yo>. And especially... <laughs> my Hancock's crazy. Yeah, my Hancock's brazy. <laughs> especially, especially, look, if you find that the people that are questioned, because you know, there's that whole coverage about, oh, uh, uh, refusal to take vaccination is coming mainly from the uh, BAME communities as and as well as the Muslim community. Listen, if 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 British blacks and British Asians and Muslims don't trust the British government, don't be surprised. Yeah. Don't be surprised that people are questioning uh the, the trustworthiness of any industry ask that seeks to ask yourself maybe why. Yeah. But that said that said, that's all we're saying. Understand that why it's being questioned. But I still believe that, that taking the vaccine overwhelmingly is better for you. then then the harm of not taking it can bring. Yeah. And and, and I think that's something that's indisputed. Absolutely. And the numbers speak for themselves. And I'm not disputing that brothers, sisters, Muslims, non-Muslims, men, women, young and old, some of them have taken the vaccine, have had bad reactions from it. We're not disputing that. Mm -hmm. But does the number, was it that significant in terms of a reaction that there's been a massive like recall on all of them mm-hmm. or abandoned. No, I don't think it has. And no one's also disputing that people are going to be making trillions of dollars. That's just the nature of the capitalist world that we live in. Uh, hey, people, just relax. Of course, we know that in the pharmaceutical industry is. You could imagine how much money it. So, is. Wh- so wherever the vaccine's banging, someone has to make money. Wherever the vaccine's ten ten or is getting there, or is V one V two V two point or whatever it is, mm-hmm. someone's 2.2 making billions. Yeah, someone's making. <laughs> Someone's making billions And trillions off it uh, But the last thing I want to say me Is this Yeah Find it hard to believe Is the last thing you're going to say No no On the issue of the vaccine Okay If you're someone Who's generally uh, Fit and healthy um, You don't smoke You don't have bad habits You, you are generally a, 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 you know a healthy person Yep so me Carry on Right And may, And you want to see That how far you can get By not taking a vaccine Taking it TK, That's fine Don't Don't do it But don't Tell other people Who could be vulnerable Not to do it People who may have underlying health issues. Mm. People who may be smokers. The elderly in your family. Don't do that. People that, who, are, who are in danger. Yeah, don't no, do not do that. If, you, it you. if you're not going to do it, you don't do it. Don't tell other people not to do it. And especially not your elders and your family members. Yeah. But anyway, Hajj next year. um, No, this year. No, next year. I'm going mad. Hajj next year. You're going to need the vax. Umrah, now you need the vaccine. Yeah. So if you want to travel, so I know a lot of people could just get the vaccine out because they need to travel. Oh, so there actually. you go. The muscle heart outweighed your muscle of well, not wanting to travel. So now yeah. you want to take it. So all I'm saying is no one is disputing that there are multi trillion dollar industries and companies that are going to milk this. No one's disputing that the vaccine was. Um, not rushed, but the t- the time span in which it was released was significantly less than what a normal vaccine is. No, I'll rephrase no, a bit. I'll n- say no one because because the vaccine um, was put into development and it came out in a sh- re- quite quickly. It gave people an opportunity to challenge it. That's what happened. Fair enough, but uh, they did it quickly. They had to do it quickly. I'm bringing this out to a bit more basic than azui man. If any of the vaccines or all of them were that adverse in terms of the reaction that it was going to give to people, yeah? Then we would have seen people dropping like flies. I'm feeling stronger. Yeah? You're mad. That's why we are wearing shades indoors. I'm feeling stronger. You've been wearing shades indoors since you had the vaccine. Exactly. Which is bright. Anyway. It's a different type of What All I'm saying is I think that some of the Criticisms and questions about the vaccine are genuine. I think the way in which it will be enforced and policed in terms of COVID uh, vaccine passports and you know trying to control people's movements are genuine concerns in terms of people's uh, you know right to f- free movement within their own land and their homes and their country. Without valid reasons, I think people need to access essential resources. That why should they be why should their movements be tracked or not or access be denied because of vaccine? I understand those kind of criticisms. How or what's commonly known as um, a breach of people's civil liberties? I get that. But in terms of the vaccine itself and in terms of preventing people who could be vulnerable doing it and trying to like ward people off from doing it who can be genuinely vulnerable, don't do that. Really the vaccine man. is there to serve a purpose. The purpose it's serving is to reduce the risk of serious illness, hospitalisation and death from COVID-19. Take the vaccine if that's what you would like to happen. Mm. If you want to see what else could happen, then don't take the vaccine. But don't ask other people to explore that with you. Let, them, let everyone make their own decision. 100%. And if you're not on taking the vaccine, then don't start campaigning against it. You just make your decision. Uh, but we advise uh, following, you know, the, the the guidelines and Public Health England's um, 100%, recommendations. 100%, man. Right? I, 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 I just we're jabbed. You know, we're vaccinated. Yeah. We're Madeira. Exactly. No, let's quickly talk about Madeira, though, man. Mm. <laughs> Yo. Madeira So we had that list of countries Isn't it This was before that Quite a few went from amber to green We had it when it was like Just 13 to 17 countries And green in it Trivia for the viewers Which Incredibly One of the most famous Athletes in the world Is born In Madeira His hometown Is in Madeira Ronaldo (laughs) (laughs) You're right And he Is from a town Called Funchal Which is Terrible. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no look, look, let's be serious. Madeira as an island, which constitutes as Portugal, was a beautiful island. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. Um, we just went there for a little break, catch up on some sleep, talk you know, talk about what well the podcast life, trading, whatever. Just take a little break. Uh-huh. I know we both are gonna have some uh, major developments in the coming weeks or months, inshallah. Sure. Uh we can maybe talk about this in another episode. Yeah. Um we took a little break, but th- it was bare quiet. There was a national curfew. As oh, what know. was the curfew? It was bare e- No, when we rocked up at the hotel and, uh, and the receptionist was just reeling off information. <laughs> <laughs> but national curfew, 1am. It was like... Uh, they wore national? masks religiously. Oh, God. They wore masks everywhere. To sleep... Outdoors In the beaches In their cars Everyone will mask Everywhere. And people will look at you funny If you don't wear the mask yeah. And um, Remember that guy That we bumped into The hotel in the elevator Where we were coming in About half eleven um, I'm talking about if, if People are wondering Well what did you guys Were expecting at Madeira Well you know there's Sometimes when you go to Kind of like these Mediterranean countries They have cafes open Until 12-1 o'clock mm-hmm. um, Sometimes they'll have Muslim oh, There wasn't even That many Muslims bro. It's an island It's not busy We didn't realise It was going to be this Yeah great. we didn't know that The island was going to be That dead And there's no Muslim there's no Muslim. They had a mosque there. On Cristiano Ronaldo's Statue That's crazy there wasn't a single mosque <laughs> <laughs> There was a mosque Called Masjid Tawheed And then they sh- they It closed yeah. So the, so there so there wasn't really much So I don't think I think in high, You know Thinking about if we Not that we can create Such a situation I probably would have chosen Another country Malta maybe Because we wanted to go somewhere where we hadn't gone isn't it hmm. Madeira was mad It you was dead Malta Would have been any better bro Nah Malta I think we would have had A better halal uh, Really Yeah definitely We were dead We had that one place That we kept eating at That Dona place in uh, remember in the, in the mall in Madeira, yeah, yeah. I think they were Egyptian brothers. But anyway, Madeira was dead, and we bumped into that guy in the elevator. And what did he say? He was, he was, he was, he was like a, an English He's like, guy, he, yeah, character. What did he say? He said said our people are referring to Madeira as God's waiting room. Bro, because that's how everyone here is that's elderly and middle-aged. And yeah, I guess the demographic was that. But the island itself, in terms of scenery, was beautiful. The people there were very friendly. There just wasn't really much to do. And everything was really expensive. For example, jet skiing. What what stupid price was it? 160 euros or something. No, No. It was like 185 euros each for one hour. Yeah 180 euros For one yeah, jet ski But I could understand 100 euros for an hour I can just about understand But you can't be charging About 185 for it was, an hour It's crazy Yeah quad biking was something Quad biking was something well. Stupid as well I think it was like Again 180 euros uh, For two hours And then you'd have to have a, No I it's think, a guide Yeah it's a yeah, yeah a guided one Yeah so, so There so, so wasn't even really much To do that was worth doing I mean we've done these things In other eastern countries For, for, for far less But we're willing to pay a premium Just not that premium Yeah not but yeah man. but that break was good caught up on some sleep um madeira and food was dead um, but yeah man took the vaccine to travel there but then it didn't really make our life easy because you remember our journey back the v- taking the vaccine didn't make our life easy it was as hard as anyone who didn't take the vaccine it makes no difference <laughs> we thought we had like a passport yeah we've got we got a vaccine certificate everyone, everyone get out of our way no You're still doing everything You still need a negative COVID test You still need to book your day two test You still need to do that passenger locator form I could have rocked up there with a fever And it would have been absolutely fine Crazy The same thing would have happened to me (laughs) Anyway Bring the podcast to a close Uh, When's our next podcast? Uh, You do tell me so yeah, You just rock up at my house these days And the podcast happens So you just let me know mate No 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 Inshallah you, There'll be more episodes Brothers and sisters We've just been a bit slow off the mark We've taken a brief We've been busy doing other things But inshallah We will be back um, We should have uh, Imam Omar Suleiman From Yaqeen Institute uh, Inshallah in October um, We have other various guests In terms of You know uh, Blue tickers And rappers And stuff like that Nothing that's concrete That's been lined up You have to also understand Brothers and sisters People are busy And there's only so much level of Chasing and pursuing You can do for guests mm. So just be patient Some good t- topics and guests Are coming up inshallah There's still 30 something episodes Of this season left So uh, If we are a bit slow In getting those episodes out Forgive us in advance But please understand Our reality Which we discussed uh, Throughout this episode Inshallah Zubia uh, any last words? Yeah inshallah look, Be patient with us You know, We've, we've had our break now this podcast has been filmed. We've done it. We've enjoyed it. Mm. We wanted it to be just me and Dilly. Yeah. We wanted, we wanted Moss in here, just the OG kind of nucleus of the podcast to make this kind of minor little kind of return. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and that's it. You know, we're going to go on a run now, inshallah, and we're working on some guests. So you know, we're looking forward to. More podcasts more regularly And more new settings as well Inshallah Brothers and sisters Before I part from you Remember to subscribe To the Five Pillars YouTube channel For all the avid podcast listeners You can find us on all The major audio platforms uh, Keep us in your du'as And until next time as alaikum, Wa rahmatullahi wa Blood Brothers Podcast Five Pillars Production